Welcome to the Men of Action podcast, where we bring on stellar men, the finest of fine men who overcome many struggles in their life to get to the point where that, but not just that. Also, they have a mission and that they strive to help other men who are struggling and people in their lives as they work to impact their families, community, and those that they impact them around them daily. I'll be on your host, Zach. I got James with me. James, we're all the way from Australia. G'day. How are you doing today, James? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm really good, really good, man. I'm excited to be here. This is my uh, my first podcast. I'm popping my cherry. Nice. Not only are you this is gonna be your first podcast, but you're also number twenty five, so a quarter away from a goal of having a hundred videos. So, hey, I'm so happy to have Congrats. you and celebrate that. And the first guest from Australia, because first international. So a lot awesome. of first here and a lot of good things. Awesome, man. Yeah, exciting. Congrats on 25 reps. Ah, thank you. Thank you. So, James, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm uh, from Australia, obviously, as you can as you can hear. Um, I live in a little country town called Mwilumbar, uh, which is in sort of the east coast of Australia. And I live here with my wife and our two daughters. Um, it's extremely cold here at the moment. If you can't tell, we've got about four layers on. Um, but yeah, man, so a little bit about me. I, uh, I currently work in uh, a high ticket sales environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but my true passion has always been within the, the health and fitness industry. Um, left high school and became a personal trainer straight away just because I was good at sport and um, it was the only, the only logical thing to do. Was, hey, might as well spend all day in a gym. It's pretty close to being an athlete. So sure. I'll, um, I'll do that. And uh, yeah, that's lots of lots of cool stuff along the way. I'm, um, what I'm building at the moment is I'm building out a, uh, a holistic journal, I suppose you could call it, for men um, called The Better Man Plan and, and uh, posting a lot about health, parenting, marriage, uh, just really my experiences on Twitter at the moment. And um, yeah, that's how we met. And uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the journey so far. That's awesome. So what sport did you play? I'm going to take a guess, rugby. Yes. Bang on. How'd you tell? Uh, <laughs> that typically look like a rugby Stereotypes. Uh, you, you look like you're a pretty big guy. So I just figured <laughs> I could either go with rugby or football. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, you you hit the nail on the head, mate. Um, rugby, yep. So I started playing rugby when I was four years old oh, wow. um, and played pretty much all the way up until I was 20, 24, 25. I'm now, now 28. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, funny you say rugby. I didn't, man, I didn't really did not expect you to get that get being an american yeah <laughs> um but i actually played rugby in america for a bit i oh, lived in um yeah i lived in austin texas and oh, okay. played for the austin blacks yeah That's it was awesome. awesome i loved it yeah so what position did you play played fly half or fullback oh do you know that man not really, no. <laughs> I've seen the, I've seen a rugby match before. Cool. I don't necessarily know all the positions to. I just know they all kind of get into a hurdle, and one person passes the ball, and they just keep going for it. That says, yeah, and they like, don't stop. They just keep going until the whistle blows. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was my whole life. Um, and then just life got busy, I guess, and priorities changed, and yeah. So kind of switching topics a little bit. 
how did the um the holistic kind of journal like develop from mm. so i'd always i'd always been into journaling i actually got started just with just with a really sort of plain let me see if we've got one out here sort of not this one but a plain simple journal like that that i just sort of do you know you can pick those up from any sort of stationary shop for a few bucks right um i just did you know some pretty standard prompts like you know what am i grateful for today um what what can i improve on tomorrow stuff like that that was the start of of my journaling journey mm-hmm. and uh i ended up using um like a lot of a lot of other sort of high performance like ones like high performance journal yeah. uh, best self co those types of journals as well and what i was finding was that they were all really uh, they had a specific focus about business success, mm. all these types of things. And I am very holistically minded and yeah. I like to be a good dad. I like to be a good husband. I like to be fit myself. And I also like to be successful in whatever it is I'm trying to achieve, like from yeah. a, a, a business standpoint or a um, project standpoint, whatever it may be. I like, I like to do it all. Okay. And so I wanted to create something like it, like a journal that could embody all those things because mm. I was finding that when I was using these particular journals, and this is probably just something maybe I did wrong or it, like it was obviously just my experience, but um, you know, your energy goes where where attention, where energy flows, where attention goes, mm. and so when I had journals that were only focusing on a certain aspect, um, I feel like the others were lacking. And then, you know, that's that's a good yeah. point that you mentioned that, yeah. Yeah, and because then you know, and then the evidence would show up of that. You know, maybe you know, my wife might express that she's not, you know, feeling the love. Um, my kids might be acting up. I look in the mirror, I'm like, shit, I've gotten a bit pudgy. Whatever it may be, you know what I mean. And then, um, so that that was the inspiration behind the Better Man Plan is that it incorporates all of those things. Um, if you've heard about the um, the four male archetypes, like King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, it's um. It's a, a little bit of a spin-off of that, I guess you could call it, because it embodies all of those archetypes that I feel make a, a, a complete man. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's what I try to take too, is more of that holistic approach that you got to tackle the mind, body, and soul. Mm. And tackle everything is if you only tackle on one, you neglect the others. Yeah. And I love how you worded that. I never heard that word before, like energy flows where there's the, uh, where the attention goes. Yeah, exactly. That's, that is, I've never heard of that way. I mean, mostly you talk about like energy and things like that. It's like, you know, how you view yourself and like how you want to have good energy and good vibes and how you want to kind of radiate through that. But I like that way because if you, because your attention does go that way, where your thought process leads you to. Exactly. Exactly right. And if it's the only thing that you're seeing, like if a lot of, a lot of dudes, they'll say, oh, like, I don't have time to do like all those extra little things that yeah. my wife needs. But dude, first off, bullshit. <laughs> Second off, it's just because you're not thinking about it. Yeah. The, the, like you're, you've got energy going to it now because your wife's kicked up a fuss that you, she doesn't feel loved. Now you're thinking about it. Right. And now you're going to put energy towards it. So why don't you do that every day? It's true. Or why don't or you, you do one do little thing? Problem. Yeah, exactly. Like why don't you do one little thing every single day that is going to make sure that all these, you know, boxes are ticked yeah. um because we do that we do that with with business with our work with our jobs like 
everything that's outside of our family, we do that. We're ticking boxes every day. We're making sure that this SOP is followed and that this email gets sent. But right. when it comes to our our kids and our wives and our health, it's like, ah, that'll sort itself out. It's all good. It's all yeah, like unfortunately, that. it's only when something bad happens does like the guy realize like, oh, now I got to do something. Exactly. And becomes exactly more right. reactive and your plan is more proactive, which I love. 100%. Because it, like, it feels good, man. Like it feels yeah. good to have... To, for your kids to love you and for your for your wife to love you and to be ripped and to just, you know, to be ticking all those boxes and to be consistently of service, which I think, you know, is, is a great way to just describe a dad mm-hmm. is just being of service all the time. Um, it feels good. Well, to have that, especially if you're going to put that energy and that attention towards being a good dad and mm. doing everything that it takes. Like a lot of times you know, you hear this, you know, at least in America, we hear about the standard of, you know, the dad comes home, sits on the couch and puts on sports. I don't know mm-hmm. if something similar to that of, you know, grabbing a beverage and or going to the pub. Exactly. Yeah. Finish work, go have a few beers after work, come home just before the kids are going to sleep and they're, they're pissed off because they haven't seen you all day and they want your attention, but you don't really want to give them attention yeah. and you put them to bed. Your wife needs you, but you don't really want to see her because you're tired because you went to the pub. Like, it's just a terrible cycle. So what do you think that came about? Because that's because I know when we had our connection call, we met for the first time, which was amazing because I got to learn a little bit more about how similar we are, even though we're mm-hmm. in different countries, how there's an issue of absent fathers and fathers that aren't as present, you know, in today's time compared to a little bit of time back. With a mm. little bit more present, a little bit more available, but you know, solely and solely became more of the common for the for the man not to be as involved into his family and just be absent, just like a body. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's a really tricky one because ninety eight percent of the time, history just keeps on repeating itself. Yes, and people are people are dealt cards sometimes that aren't favorable. Correct. Whether they've come from a broken home, whether they've had, but whether their family isn't necessarily broken, but their their family dynamic isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, that pattern more often than not will repeat itself. Right. And so I think you know, obviously, it's just more, um, it's more more uh, paramount these days, just because there's so much exposure for everything that happens in the world. Yeah. Um, a lot of people sharing stories, and and I think. Yeah, it's a hard question to answer, but I think lack of ownership mm. is a big one. You know, a lot of dads think that, you know, it's uh, it's just the way it is. Everything's meant to be hard. Kids, uh, kids are always meant to be a hassle, but it's just simply not meant to be that way. I think um, a lot of dads become dads for the right reasons, mm-hmm. and they actually lose themselves along the way as well. Mm. Yeah, because another common commonality that we had is that there's a not a, a huge community for men. Yeah, that's right, and I mean, and it makes sense because, like, men are usually the like the the workers, um, mm-hmm. particularly when the you know the mom's having the baby and going through the later stages of pregnancy. The that role and responsibility of the father does um, increase, and then uh, you know post baby is is really hard, man, for for dads. And there, there's not much support there because when you think about it, 
I realized this um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I, you know, just saw the positive in it and I didn't really have any attachment to it. But when, um, when a baby's born, you're not, you're not going to be with your wife properly for the next three to four months. Oh, wow. Because all their attention is going to the baby. Okay. And at that particular point, I feel as if a lot of men will resent their babies and resent oh, wow. their wives. That's how I've experienced some stuff play out as well. Um, so not in myself, but with other people. Right. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a really tough pill to swallow if you're not ready for it. And if there isn't that true connection with your, like with the wife and the mother of your child, then that'll, I think that'll play out a lot more than what people think. And at that point, that's when community becomes really important. Because if you are feeling isolated, you are feeling resentful, and you've got no one to talk about, it's just going to fester. Yeah. Fester inside, and then the relationships will just suffer afterwards. So to summarize that, it's, um, it's lack of connection. Mm. Lack of connection with partners. That's the main thing. You know, it's something that I've you know, never really heard before, that point of view that you could actually begin to resent the baby because you're not... That took, that took your wife away. Yeah. All their, all their attention. I mean, you know, babies require a lot of attention. So you know yep. that the next three months, you know, things are going to be kind of rocky. You know, the babies, and you always hear about the babies not sleeping well, you know, yep. deprivation, couples yep. have a little bit less patience. You know, families don't live together anymore where they could kind of all watch the baby and all take care of it, you know, because everyone's yeah. kind of the two parent household now, you know, have more. Yeah. Um, so I can, I understand that point, but I never thought of it from a man's standpoint. And that's probably because I don't have any kids at this point. Exactly. And I mean, it's, it's not, you know, because again, people aren't, men aren't encouraged to, to speak up about that stuff. And it's, yeah. you know, you almost feel a little bit guilty for, for feeling like that. If you do, I assume, um, I, I'm saying that just due to other feelings. I didn't have those feelings of resentment or anything like that, but I assume there would be guilt, um, associated with that, which leads to not speaking up which leads mm -hmm. to, again, it festering and just manifesting in, in different ways, like, like frustration, like laziness, yeah, all that other stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the one problem that like guys have is that we don't, we don't feel like it's safe to open up about problems because then can they trust us? Because especially if they want us to lead, can we be open and honest about our own problems? Or, you know, sometimes we're so focused on helping everyone else that we neglect our own needs. Yeah, absolutely. And then, it's um yeah it's the paradox of um of fatherhood you now you need to be you need to be your best self before uh before you can be of service to other people yeah completely completely agree that's got a lot of wisdom obviously your daughter's mm -hmm. like what seven you said yeah yeah about she'll turn seven soon over the next couple of months um yeah and yeah i don't, I don't even know where like people say that to me a lot and I don't really know where it comes from because I had, I had her really young. Like I was only mm -hmm. 21, just turned 22. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. But um, all I knew was that I wanted to be a good dad. And so that's, that's just been my North Star ever since. You know, I think that's great because I think a lot of dads do want to be good, you know, good fathers. I don't really know anyone who says, yeah, I want to be a terrible father. Most, exactly. of, it's, most of it's like, I don't want to be like my own father. Who was yeah. never there i mean i remember i had a realtor one time um tell me this this is has to be like one of the, the saddest stories i've heard so he always wanted to play ball his dad his dad didn't really want to play ball 
So now he's like, let's say in his thirties, you know, maybe early forties at this point in time. And he's doing like a company uh, softball game. Right. And he has some extra time. Hey dad, you want to throw some ball? That's like, no, I'm good. And so even like, as this like older guy, that still hurt him. Mm. And um, I don't think he has any kids. He might be trying to have a kid now. Uh, Cause there's not in as much contact, but a little bit, but it's just like, just hearing that story, just like, now it's going on two years ago. That just like broke my heart. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, man. Some um, some dads just they just don't understand the the impact that they have on their kids. They think that they have little impact when they are absolutely everything. Yeah. Mm. So, have you coached other men? I know you're trying to get into more like the health and fitness. Yeah, so I well, when I was a PT, I coached coach men all the time. Okay. Um, yeah, so they were they, that was sort of my typical clientele, usually just sort of middle aged dudes who are wanting to get uh, you know a little bit more active, um, lose their lose the bit of the belly, that type of stuff. Um, back then, I was only really working on the you know on the health side of things. I wasn't doing as right. much holistic stuff. So it's um. I'm excited to be able to do that and to be able to offer it to people because I firsthand have seen how important a, a holistic uh, approach is to health. You know, that's that's the one thing I never really understood. And I might come from a source of pride, but you always hear about the medical versus like holistic approaches. And they're always going to be at, you know, at odds with each other. I'm like... Mm. Why are we always like focus on extremes? And I know that's how people are. We like extremes, but it's like, where can that balance be between, you know, medical, because there are medical conditions and do need to be treated in medicine, but then also tackling from a holistic, whether that's teas, scents, oils, uh, acupuncture is a huge one. And all these different remedies that have been proven over the thousands of years to be effective that we're finding out today. People are lazy. Oh. People want quick fixes, man. That's, that's true. Um, that's you know, you can, you can pop a pill and your headache's gone in five minutes. Yeah, that's true. I understand the, the efficiency. And, you know, for people that aren't willing to slow down, that's yeah, great. Great yeah. option for them because they can be fixed and they're ready to go. And uh, there's no ownership, again. Mm. No ownership. It's like, uh, I've got a headache. I wonder what's causing my headache. Maybe it's the 10 coffees I've drunk today or I haven't drunk any water in three weeks. It's, you know, it's those types of thoughts that people should be having, but they don't. That's why um, there is a bit of, I suppose, backlash, if, if you could call it that, against the holistic yeah. side of things. But end of the day, like I don't even go too far into the, into the, um, you know, like essential oils and remedies and stuff like that. When I say holistic, I'm talking more so, you know, mind, body, spirit, mental, okay. physical, emotional, spiritual. Okay. Um, that's what I view as holistic because they're, again, back to those archetypes of king, warrior, magician, lover. Um, it all comes, it all flows. It all flows together. Everything's energy, especially within us, self, <laughs> we're just walking energy. Um, and it all plays a massive part. To, you know, movement is just one aspect of it. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. I've never heard of that before, so I'm going to have to send me the information on that so I can put in the description so that way we can get that more information out there. The more information, the better, because we know knowledge is power. You know, you know what yeah, you know. Man. You know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. But it's exactly. to figure that out. So how do you help like a guy like obtain that ownership? Because that can be so hard. Like, cause, um, I don't know if you follow Nate Norman at all, but he did. He does like uh, weekly motivationals, and he talked about that. How you know you blame everything else, but the finger doesn't come to here mm. quite first. Yep. How do you get someone to take ownership? <clears throat> I think it's there's a mixture of things. Mm-hmm. There's certainly a, a, a skill that a, that a coach has, um, just in terms of like we said, it's um. Men don't do it because they don't feel safe. Mm. Okay. Um, it's scary taking ownership of certain things. And if you don't feel safe, you're not you're not gonna do it. So right. from my point of view, it's um it's 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 uh you know holding space for that, it's it's asking good questions, but it's also holding the standard as well. It's been like, you know, if 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 I can sense that someone is blaming other things, then I'll challenge them. That's that's how you get them to take ownership. Eventually, it's like a muscle. Yeah. Um, you know, if you get if you want to get good at bench press, you got to do bench press. Right. If you uh, want to have more integrity and take more ownership, you have to start taking more ownership. And so, what my job is is more so as a. I don't really like calling myself a coach because everyone knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows why they need to do it. So my job is to essentially more so guide people to making those decisions for themselves. Yeah, one word I like to use is strategic because I have to, I believe in the same thing. Everyone knows that if you want to lose weight, you got to have less calories. Everyone at this point knows cigarettes and, you know, pop is not good for you. And, you know, different carbohydrates can depend on what you're using them for. So obviously if you're more of a runner, they're going to be more of a benefit, but still a specific kind. And I'm talking about your processed foods and things like that. Mm. So I think everyone knows at this point but what they, a lot of people kind of lack is the strategy of how to do it. So I always allude to like the grocery store. Like most people don't realize that grocery store is designed purposely. And a lot of these people, they study human behavior. They know what people look for. So what they've done is they put all, at least in America, I don't know how the grocery stores are set up in Australia, but here you have all the healthy food on outside the aisle, but inside the aisle is where all the, you know, the candies, the chips. Yep and all the processed food that's harmful to you. And when you go and you go buy, you know, when you leave, then you got the candy, right? Right when you go to checkout, you got the candy, right? So that's kind of like an impulse buy because, oh, I want some candy. But that yeah. candy bar, even though it's a tiny little thing, has 180 calories. So you have to be on the treadmill for at least an hour to burn that off. Yeah, absolutely. They're smart, those people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're, I mean, there's a whole psychology to it. There's even with colors, like yellow makes you hungry. That's why McDonald's is like yellow and red, because those are foods that stimulate hunger. Mm. Yeah. Clever, clever people. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. I even like read an article where I guess like the McDonald's M is more like a breast because, again, it's stimulating more hunger. <laughs> I've never thought of that. Some weird looking I wrote the article is like head, you know, as smart as just like it, yeah, because if you think about it, it's more of a curvature yeah, yeah, yeah. versus like an actual how an M could be. So I was like, oh man, now you got me thinking, is this really true? Like, at least because these people are smart. 
<laughs> yeah, they are, man. <laughs> so that's why I always go with the notion that everything is done with intention. There's a purpose behind it. So there's a purpose behind you not taking ownership. There's a purpose behind it is can you, you know, rid yourself of that pride and take that ownership? Can you feel vulnerable and open, which is a strength to acknowledge that there's areas that you have to improve upon and then take those. So, mm. but I love your mindset on that though. Thing. it's very true people know what to do it's just they need help how to do it and they need yeah. encouragement there's not a lot of encouragement for guys there's I really not a lot of, support, not a lot of programs or anything for guys really yeah i think there's 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 lots of different kinds of program like so many health and fitness programs out there which is great yeah. because it it gets it's it serves its purpose it gets people from maybe they're extremely overweight to actually being confident in their own body again right. which is great and that that is a necessary first step is to feeling confident and loving yourself right um those people though will eventually yearn for more particularly if they've got um wife family yeah those kinds of things or um, someone just believe in them like you like when you're yeah. like people are just knowing that someone's in your corner that's going to cheer yeah. you on yeah and there's there's just there's lots of blockages a lot of people have blockages whether that's oh, yeah. um physical blockages mental emotional blockages um yeah, I'm uh, sort of delving deep into into trauma and, and how that gets stored within yeah. our nervous systems and how it how it blocks and like it's it's crazy, man. Um, oh, so, I do this for a living and my day job. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's wild, and so I think you know, like eventually, I'd love to love to be able to help people with that as well in some aspect once I um, become competent in it. Yeah. Um, but for now, it's it's more so just, yeah, as I said, being that guide and, and showing people how to get from A to B and that it is possible and that it can be done. Yes. Well, 100%. And, you know, the journal that you develop is a tool. Yep. And it's practicing it daily like we've been talking about. It's practicing it daily. It's fine-tuning it and knowing it's going to be a benefit versus and this ain't gonna work. I tried this program. I tried that program. I guess I mean I might as well give it a shot, but I don't know how good it's gonna be. Mm. So yeah, yeah. It's just it's just little wins every single day. And that, if you just keep keep stacking those wins, like like I think Will Smith says, just keep building brick by brick, and yeah. uh, eventually you have a wall. Absolutely. You know the question, and then through experience, you learn how to build a you know a good wall. You know, squirrels, when they're babies and they get a little bit older, they don't know how to nest. They make terrible nests, but they figure it out because that's just what they know to do. They know to build. You know, when something doesn't go well, to keep on at it. And then eventually they will build a better nest. Yep. But So it's just, you know, that's why you need to have that knowledge. You got to have that wisdom and you got to have that good guy that you can trust and, you know, to find a mentor, find a coach, find somebody who not only lives, a, you know, talks a life, but also lives a life. Cause it's very easy to give suggestions and everything, but if you're not living it, then are you just talking at that point? Are you just, you know, saying what you know works cause it sounds good because you can, you can really hear in someone's voice and, and their emotions when they recognize that need to change and then to improve and how they go on that journey, you can just hear it of the struggles, how hard it was, how it took, not just 
days, weeks, but years. Mm. So. Yeah, 100%, man. And, um, you know, I remember you know, talking, talking, I talked to so many men who are struggling, you know, with their relationships. And because um, one, of, one of my um, closing roles at the moment is for a, a men's development program. And mm. uh, a lot of it's more so focused on helping dudes who are finished with, with relationships um, or are struggling with their marriages and stuff like that. And uh, so many of them are, they're hurting, but they're comfortable still. Yeah. And it's, it's they're actually the people that won't step in. They won't do the work. It's it's the dudes that are the pain of staying the same is great is is greater than uh, than doing the changing and doing the work. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, it does get to that stage for some people. Um, but it's just about you know finding out what's going on. That's that's what my job is. Find out what's going on. Is there a solution? Yep. Sweet. Let's let's move towards it. Yeah. And make it things into manageable steps that they can do it to feel success. So yep. a lot of times people don't take time. And I, I talked a lot about this in my own practice is that people don't take time to define what is success to them. Mm. You know, they don't, they don't say success, what they think success is like having a million dollars in the bank, you know, having a, a great job that pays X amount of money and like a smoking hot wife. Right. But they don't take time to really define what is success for them. They're focused on what success is for everybody else. That's how what I found. So mm. when you take time to actually define what is success and then have achievable and manageable steps to it, that's when I find people actually begin to feel happy for the first time. Yeah, 100%. Because they're clear on, on what their vision is. Yeah. And that's the key thing is their vision. You know, I believe it was Roosevelt who said, you know, comparisons that thief of joy. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, if you want to be happy, then define what, what, what does it take for you happy? Is it losing five pounds? Is it losing 20 pounds? Like, and be honest and real about it to a point where, yeah, you might have to shed a few tears to be that open and honest if that's what it takes, just because that's when you reach that breaking point. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Yeah, so I see, so with doing the holistic approach of mind, body, and spirit, what kind of do you focus on? Like a lot of times on meditation as well, especially with reflecting. Yeah, certainly an aspect of it for sure. I think um, I think you can make you can turn everything into a meditation. Really, okay. You know, if you're staring if you're staring out the window, like I am now, you could really turn it into a meditation if you if you focus purely on what you're staring at. Ah, um, so people might be meditating versus zoning out then, or maybe a little bit both. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe zoning out can potentially even be a form of meditation as well. Huh, Everyone's different. Sure. I would picture um, that zoning out could be, that's an interesting thought. Is zoning yeah. out really a form of meditation? I, I think that it's, and it, meditation is, I think it's a form of, working in which is a concept from from paul check so there's obviously working out which is going to the gym exercising but a lot of people don't work in which is things that give you energy mm -hmm. sometimes zoning out is the most energizing thing you can do for yourself mm. because you're thinking about nothing you're not really doing anything but where a lot of people go wrong is that they'll zone out for two minutes 
and then on my phone. Mm. You got to zone out for longer. <laughs> you zone out for longer, then then it'll turn into a more of a spiritual practice. Um, essentially, just the art of doing nothing. It's really important. The art of being bored. Mm. Um, that's so. Uh, yes, that's certainly one aspect of it. Um, because it yeah it plays plays a massive part in health for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and again, where's your attention being drawn to and focused? And unfortunately, the phones are just the biggest distraction. Even though that's how we met, though, <laughs> same time. So it's like you have this tool that can do great things beyond any comprehension. But then at the same time, if you don't watch it, monitor it, it will consume your whole life. Yeah. So, I mean, especially with TikTok videos being short and very enticing or like Instagram reels and things like that, where it's like a, a lot of content can be very harmful to you and lead you into different ways. And I can't imagine being a parent now with all the technology out. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's tricky to navigate where we've been. I mean, we've, our daughter doesn't have a phone. She won't have one for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have a TV. Okay. That's something you don't hear about often is that someone doesn't have a TV. Yeah. I mean, we just, we're, my wife and I, we were, when we were quite young, we realized we just got into such bad habits, man. Like we'd wake up first thing, turn the TV on and watch the news. And then, uh, We'd have like two cups of coffee in bed while we watch the news. You know, we'd, uh, <laughs> we'd uh, this is and this is just like on the weekend, for example. And then we'd we'd wake up, or we'd get out of bed. We're already awake. We'd get out of bed, and we'd maybe have breakfast or something while we still watch TV. Okay. Uh, watch the morning show, and you know, just get sucked into all this nonsense all the time. Um, and then we yeah really stepped up our digital minimalism you could call mm -hmm. it um when when our firstborn was born because we just didn't yeah we we knew that by then we'd we'd read up a lot on the effects that it has on development and all those kinds of things and we just yeah we just didn't really want to have it in our in our house anymore so it was, it was a pretty easy decision and we've um you know we've I've obviously got my laptop and stuff so if we ever right. did want to watch a movie or something we can chuck it on um but we, we do that very rarely. Okay. So what have you noticed between you and your wife uh, from, you know, basically in bed, drinking some coffee, watching the news, you know, to kind of like that detox almost of electronics and how stimulating everything can be? Hmm. It's um, oh, mornings. Mornings are very different now because we don't usually have mornings to ourselves. Um, okay. We usually have a couple of sets of, pitter pattering feet into our uh, into our bedroom and then <laughs> and everyone's in the same bed so that's usually how um at least how my wife wakes up anyway i'm usually up a bit earlier doing my thing ah. um but i think in particular it's it's been you know uh the evenings that have been um more connected okay you know, that same story of the mornings you know we do the same things at night you now we um, cook dinner eat dinner while watching tv or a show or something like that and then go to bed or fall asleep on the couch, then go to bed. Like, it's just, it's just terrible. You know, like looking back, it's like, oh, yuck. Um, so now like, it's just, it's, it's our, we don't, we don't plan to do anything usually. 
but it's just you know it's just quiet connected time where we'll, we'll chat about stuff read you know again sometimes we'll watch a, something on my laptop if we want to um yeah so it's just just more connected i suppose would be the way to summarize it yeah so did you find your relationship improve then since you feel more connected yeah for sure like we've, we've been doing it for a long time now like we've been doing it for well it's only six years or so okay yeah that's so um yeah, we've got, we've got a great relationship. Oh, that's beautiful. You don't really hear about that. Typically, it's like, you know, those like old traditional, you know, what our grandparents would be like married 60 plus years is like now it's like you hear about that. You get the same excitement if you hear about someone been married for five years. Yeah. You know, how it <laughs> became a 12 times difference in oh, no, man. It's crazy. two generations. But yeah. You know, that's just one of the things that I think if we could really work on improving to build that relationship, to build that family back up, I think that's would make a huge, huge impact on the world where you would have a lot less absent fathers and more involved fathers where you can change a whole generation. 100%, man. Yep. It's, um, and that, that, you know, my, um, my wife came from you know, a pretty, pretty rough childhood is, okay. uh, and, uh, and my my dad was really absent as well, um, mm. and so we I think yeah when our daughter was born we sort of we didn't even really discuss it but we were just like oh we can't <laughs> we've both embodied uh, different paths which has been really exciting um, and yeah it's it's great it's working out well well I'm so happy to hear that man that you are being that game changer really that you're breaking like what is so commonly called like a like that generational curse of absent mm -hmm. fathers where you know your daughter will see what it's like for him to be have an active father involved father a healthy father involved so that way you know she knows what kind of guy to be with one day exactly and that's huge because we do we all draw to you know people like our families that's what we're used to that's why you always say well you made someone just like father's like well, how could you expect <laughs> relatively any less? Because, yeah. and honestly, because that's what you're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. So that's why yeah. a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times you'll see that happen. Or you see the reverse of, I don't want to date this person because they're exactly like my father. So I'm cool with dating someone who doesn't drink. Mm -hmm. you well, know, it's one of those things that people do. I mean, we're dated by our earlier experiences and throughout life, and it's, all about you know reconnecting those neurons and everything to make a better life for ourselves both spiritually emotionally and physically mm. yeah man 100 percent. your daughter your daughter will marry someone like you and your, your son will become you so you gotta always think about whether you're being uh, a good role model or not whether you're someone worth following yeah and i think you know a lot of guys are they just need to see that worth and value with themselves that so many people reject because that's all they know to do is reject it because and i saw this in kids when i used to work with kids is like you had kids who were quote unquote the bad kid and got in trouble all the time right mm -hmm. and they got labeled the bad kid of course which you which kind of broke your heart because you know i worked with them so i knew the backgrounds i knew the families that came from and one time this uh teacher you know, praise the kid. But unfortunately, it was the wrong type of praise. It was that overexcitement that a lot of teachers do. And when something good happens to someone who's not used to doing it, no good, 
to them. I always compare it to a rash that won't go away till you do something. So if you have a rash, you put, you know, some type of cream on it, right? For some kids, is they have to destroy a whole classroom because they have to prove you wrong. And I mm -hmm. saw that quite a bit of kids would destroy a classroom. And it wasn't all the time they get praised, so you learn how to praise somebody. So those kind of kids, I would say, hey, good job putting in, just like I'm talking now, hey, good job, you know, sitting down and pushing in a chair, you know, appreciate that. Did a good job. They kind of look at you, kind of go like this, and kind of still look at you, and, you know, you still acknowledge them. Mm. And you do through those things through increments, and that's what really helps someone feel appreciated. And then eventually, then you can get a little bit excited, but not in the beginning. And so it's the same thing, and, you know, adults are just grown-up kids. You know, when you, if you have someone who's not used to praise, they'll do everything to prove you wrong, mm. that they are worthless, that they are dumb. And even though they end up fighting that demon on the inside, right, all those negative thoughts and perceptions and intrusive thoughts of themselves. Yeah, it's massive, man. Yeah. It's interesting about that kid. Yeah, well, kids are kids are interesting because they're real, they're honest and blunt. I mean, but if you can break into them, like I had uh, one of my favorite stories I love to share and the most impact I've ever made was there's this kid who was used to fighting and he lived to fight. And one day he was about to get in a fight. He stopped and he said, I need to see Mr. Effing Goodman. <laughs> so you can still make an impact. You just got to figure out how to reach somebody. And that's the moral mm. of the story. You know, got to figure out what makes someone tick and believe in them and support them and know that you're not going to give up on them. And I think that's when breakthrough comes. When, when a guy knows that you're there for him for life, and you're like legitly there for him, that's when you open up because, you know, it's just a tough world we live in that guys get beat down a lot. Mm -hmm. So mistreated, disrespected, not saying that they, they're innocent, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard. It's brutal. It is. It's brutal world. It's got to band together. Hey, amen to that, man. Gotta, gotta be together. That's why they call it the band of brothers, right? Mm -hmm. exactly so as we kind of wrap up today you know what would you want to speak into a guy's life like what would you speak a guy who's lost broken who wants to take ownership how would you speak into him today to give him some level of encouragement for someone who's broken you need to find yourself again particularly Ooh. with dads um particularly with dads, I'll, I'll say that just because that's my experience and what I can speak on. Spend so much time being things for other people, mm -hmm. for your wife, for your kids, if you've got multiple, and it exacerbates this. Right. Um, spend so much time doing things and, and being a certain way uh, for them that you often forget. Uh, you often forget what makes you happy. Okay. so do more things that make you happy <laughs> yeah we did break up a little bit though i don't know if you saw it so we got you know be your true self you know got find it. up again yeah got it i'll go again um we spend a lot of time as as dads uh being someone for, for someone else a lot doing other things for a lot of other people um wife kids and so to find yourself again you need to figure out what it is that makes you happy and what you enjoy doing. Mm. 
which sounds simple, but it's it's really a, a really tricky thing to do when you're always geared to be of service to other people. And so do more of what makes you happy. I love it. Love it, man. James, you are a man of action, and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Give a shout-out to James. He just knocked it out of the park. Then this was his first podcast. Seems like he's been doing it for a decade or two. But you know what, James? I'm glad to have you on here. I'm glad to learn from you. Gave me a lot of different thoughts to think about. And just really drawn into, really honestly, about where am I allowing the energy to flow? Where is it directing the attention? And so I know this video, I know this podcast is going to inspire so many men out there. You know, so go out, go out with James because he knows what he's talking about. He's got that journal to help you out to live that better life. So DM him, reach him out for his services because he can be, be the one to impact your life. And just from hearing his story, where he's come from and how he's changed his life and how he's actually took steps of action, not just talked about it. He didn't do the talky-talky, he did the walkie-walkie. And now he's been making a band of brothers. So go follow James, go support his mission, and let's be a light you know, making an impact in this world. So you can do it. You can become a man of action. So take those first steps today because tomorrow, as we all know, it's not promised. So go shine bright like the stars that you are. All right. Till the next video, be blessed, y'all.